Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show. I'm Creech. I'm John. And uh, we're here today to talk about some Miss Marvel. Woo! Yes, so the new episode just dropped this morning at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Actually, uh, Eastern Daylight Time, Andrew. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We are in Daylight Savings Time, which is stupid. I did not know there was a difference between Eastern Daylight Time and Eastern Standard Time. Well, <laughs> we have Daylight Savings Time, Andrew. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so wow. right now it's Eastern Daylight Time. Anyways, so Eastern Time, and um, <clears throat> I was pleasantly surprised. Hmm, yeah. I uh, was not ple- I mean, like, I... I was. <laughs> I was not pleasantly surprised. I knew it'd be good. Um, so before we get into it, um, into the episode, I just want to say how much I love Amon, whatever her last name is. Um, the mom. No, not the mom. Oh, the Iman. actress. Yeah, she's the actress that plays Kamala, and so like, first of all, she's perfect because I actually read that she she did some interviews. Um, on the red carpet and such. And apparently, so in case you didn't know, even though Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, spoiler, says that uh, the prime universe in the Marvel movies is 616, um, according to the comics, the Marvel Cinematic Universe main universe is actually 199999. So Amon actually went did an interview and she was like, "Yeah, so um, I told Kevin, no, it's not six one six, it's one nine 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 nine." And he's like, "Well, it's six one six because I say so." And she's like, "Yeah, well, you're wrong." And she she's been like not like playfully fighting um with with. Uh, Kevin Feige about like the universe number, which I think is fun, and it shows just like how she's perfect for the role because in the comics, Kamala Khan is a huge fan of the heroes, which she is in this um show as well. But like, you gotta have someone who has that like same energy. Mm-hmm as the actress to play the character. And I think it's just perfect. Yeah. I definitely think her character was very well suited. There was a lot of things throughout the episode where I was actually. So upon watching the first Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man homecoming. Yep. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Uh, upon watching that one, I hated Spider-Man. Oh, I got a yawn. Oh. Oh, sorry. Hated Spider-Man as a character. Because of his immaturity. However, a lot of things about uh, Kamala Khan's character and throughout the entire episode and like kind of just seeing that she is a teenager and how she acts, especially like when in the final scene she has those powers and things are happening. She's not like, oh, wow, I have powers. I'm cool. She's freaking out. Like you can see it on her face. She is freaking out that she's having cameras on her. She's freaking out about all of it. 
and it was so well done and so well performed. And it made me really appreciate Joe more than say, you know, if it were to be someone else that had done it um, and had acted a different way. Yeah, I mean, so I I, I think so the the biggest change that they've done to Kamala's character. Well, they've, they've done a couple changes. But the biggest one is that her powers in the comics is basically Mr. Fantastic. She stretches. Her body becomes embiggened, as she says. And that's her catchphrase. Um, they've changed that, obviously. And she also isn't an inhuman in the show as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they have something set up for later. Maybe it's her... Maybe... Who knows? But... Like... There, there's some other small things. Like... Um... Bruno, for example. Bruno... Well, we don't talk about Bruno. I know. Anyway, Bruno said... You, at the very beginning, he doesn't know that... Um, Kamala is Miss Marvel. But having him be like her guy in the chair, I think that works really well. Uh, she does learn that eventually, and so does her her other friend. Um, I'm blanking on her name because they didn't really say they it. They didn't say her name, no. Yeah. Um, but she also didn't um, know that Kamala had powers until... Um, she eventually tells her friends. Wait, like, so did Kamala have powers, or was it the the brace thing that gave her So, powers? in the comics, Kamala's an inhuman, which means that she's basically a mutant, but, like, in order to get her mutant powers, she has to go into some gas. She inhales the gas and... If you're an inhuman, you become powerful. If you're not inhuman, you die when you breathe in that gas. Um, so, here, what it seems like to me is that the bracelets can only be activated by someone in her family. Maybe her, maybe someone else. Who knows? Um, but it is her, like, it is through the bracelet that she channels that power. I have theories on, on what's going to happen later. But, well, we can talk about the episode before I get into my theories. It really... So... Talking through the episode, like, let, let's just do a quick rundown through the episode. So we have, you may be able to do it better than me, even though I just watched it. But, you know, we kind of have this whole debacle between, you know, seeing uh, Camilla and, uh, like, her basically being 
the middle child or the second child that's like, hey, no, you don't get to have fun. Like you're not allowed to do anything, even though the older brother gets to do everything. Story that I've seen and experienced in myself in my real life. When my older brother got Hold to on. do everything and everything he wanted. Yes, you can do this. Yes, you can do this. And then me. I got I told no so much more than I you. get in trouble for having catnip in my car. Whoop de do. And I get grounded for four months for putting my when it wasn't mom i still will hold a grudge against you on that <laughs> yeah but, but our sister gets away with way more now than we did yeah we're here to talk about camilla right i do think what i do think um they were trying to show there, though, is more so like a cultural difference rather than oh, 100%. first child, second child. No, a hundred percent, and but also a cultural difference as well as a um, how the two genders um, do are perceived. Perceived, especially within. I mean, and neither of us, like me and John Wayne, are both white males. Like we're we are we are the not the people of America. Yeah, we are not the people who can say, oh, this, this, and that. But, like, is something that are um, from the Middle East that, you know, like, are female, they don't get to do as much as their brothers get to do. Like, their parents are a lot more um, protective and very, like, no, I'm trying to protect you. I'm trying to protect you from yourself. You know, trying to protect them from the human nature of life, but it's like, we are human. And I'm not trying to say like, there's anything wrong with how parents are acting, but, um, you know, parents worry and there's, you know, a whole religious and a whole cultural background that those parents have that we don't know because, you know, we're not a part of it. Um, and I think that's what they were trying to show. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that. I do think that, um, that it's very I think that like some things you know it's her parents trying to like Camilla was kind of harsh on them right when when they finally agreed to let her go to AvengerCon she was they ended up like making her a Hulk costume that night and, you know, then there was Dad Hulk, and it was, it was so sad to see Dad Hulk be sad. Yeah, it was, to see Dad, like, that, that was so sad, and, like, but that's, like, the thing is, and this is just something I've, like, seen in a lot of people, and experienced myself, and seen one of my best friends experience is if your parents are overprotective they're going to rebel when they get the chance and, yeah and and it's you know like she was the parents were so overprotective probably early you know we're not seeing like what's happening before this but like clearly it seems like you know she doesn't get to do anything like she's very protected by her parents especially her mom that you know her mom says okay i'll let you go to this con 
but you have to go as you know she, she basically you have to go as she hulk and it's like uh you know she isn't getting exactly what she wants and this is literally like something i experienced as a child growing up and again children do not fully understand things like there were so many times when i grew up my mom would say yes you can go do this but you have to do blah 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 like or here's the conditions and i would be so upset that I would then like throw a fit or like just be like, mom, you're the piece of crap. And she would be like, all right, well, you're not going anymore. And I want to get to go. And it was like, you know, I should have just taken, taken the L. I should have just done what it was. Um, granted, you know, that's the TV show. Um, but it's really cool to see how they're portraying all of that into a show and the relatability. Like there's gotta be tons of people who are, you know, like, probably like kind of like us in their 20s like i'm really wondering what the what the age of people who have actually kept up with all of marvel where it starts because i have friends who are like 20 years old that they're like no i'm not caught up on marvel and i'm like so what is that age of people is it really just the the um, people who are so i love marvel stuff or is it you know what i guess what is the target audience of miss marvel so what I under so here's here's what I found because like I have some friends who are not caught up just because now there's too much of the MCU. You know, the MCU grew way like there's too many things and some people don't want to devote, you know, a big portion of their life to to some movies and TV shows, which. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that or anything like that. However, what I f- did notice is that the people I work with, which are programmers, nerds, and such, um, a lot of them have been keeping up with it, and they are all very excited about Miss Marvel for the same reasons I am. Because we've read the comics, we enjoy the character, she is actually one of my favorite characters in the comics. She ends up realizing the Avengers are garbage and makes her own team called um, the, uh, the, the Champions. And it's all kids, and she's the leader of the, the Champions. And they go around, and they do... They basically, in, in the comics, the... Um, uh, it's not the Mutant Registration Act, although that is one of them. There's another act. It's basically the Sokovia Accords for the comics. It said that Avengers had to abide by these certain rules and you can't, like, just help people. Which mm-hmm. Kamala said, that's bullshit, and then started uh, just helping people. Um... Yeah. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. Um but yeah, a lot of I don't know, it, it's kind of hard to even like do a rundown of this episode as to what happens cuz it's really she's in school, she wants to go to this conference. She gets told she can go. She doesn't get to go because she throws a fit. She then ends up sneaking out and going and has superpowers. She comes back home and her mom's upset. Like that's 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 that. There really isn't like so well done 
from a like Disney Channel like esque show, you know? Well, I mean, it's not just that she wanted to go to a convention and then she couldn't go. There's also the pressures of growing up that she's dealing with. Yeah. Um, like, everyone wants her to figure out her future in the next four days, and she's stressing out about that. She wants to, you know, be imaginative, and everyone's saying, like, trying to push her down with that. So, I don't, I, I think, I, I think that we basically are at this point where, like, the, or the show is at a point where it's very, it's telling the story of, it's, oh, there's a term for it. It's a coming-of-age story. Yeah. And that's that's what we're going to be experiencing, and it's going to be a great ride, and I can't wait. Yes. I'm really, so the thing is, I feel like this is not really going to be a superhero like show. And like, again, like you said, it's going to be a coming-of-age story. And I really like the episode felt long because it was, I think, 49 minutes with credits. So like probably 42 runtime, but it didn't feel too long. And it really just felt like I was watching a like two episodes of a TV show on Disney Channel. And that's what I loved about it. So I'm really hoping it keeps this vibe, keeps that style and does all that. Yeah, I I think the... That vibe is going to be pretty... It, it's going to continue. Her comics are very fun, um, from what I've read. Um, in fact, I, I read this this morning. Um, the first issue of Captain or of Miss Marvel, um, Camilla uses the, the line that... The do cocaine line. Mm-hmm. Um... So, and, like, it's just, it's a fun comic series where she's a kid with her secret identity, and, yeah. I, I'm i very excited for it, of course, and I think it's going to be... Yeah, I'm excited. It, it It's going to be cute. It's going to be fun. It's different, and I think that's the thing when we get She-Hulk. She-Hulk is going to be different, and that's... Realistically, like you look at all of these Marvel TV series, like the only one that hasn't felt different, I think, was uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like all the rest of them, well, these have a unique twist. These are like so different, um, even if they're using the same characters. Falcon and the Winter Soldier just felt like an extension of, you know, those two's characters' arcs, which is fine. And it's great. And I really still love that. But all these other ones that are introducing characters or doing unique twists with WandaVision and Loki. Like, they're so well done and so different that I I love them. Yeah, I I think that's what they've kind of learned, too. Is that the shows can't be like the same which is different characters because falcon and the winter soldiers eh, not the best 
the interesting parts of that that are with um Isaiah Bradley. Like that's that's the only parts of the show I would watch again. <laughs> um I thought it was fun, you know, seeing Baron Zemo again was fun, but like eh. Eh. It's whatever. I think the only other one that was a little like also like kind of bland was Hawkeye. Like right, I forgot honestly I forgot about Hawkeye when I was thinking about all these. Uh yeah. but no, Hawkeye like that's the thing. Hawkeye and Falcon and the Winter Soldier were just extensions of those characters arcs. Whereas WandaVision and Loki, while they were extensions, they had these unique elements that brought to it. Right. So. Um, you said you have some predictions about the show? I do. I do. You do not? Go Because I, I don't right. really know. Like, again, re- remember, John Wayne, you're the comic book nerd. I'm the person who just is here. And I'm kind of excited to just be, like, in for the ride. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. My big thing is, like, is Captain Marvel going to show up? Is, uh, what's her name uh, from WandaVision going to show up? Like, ooh, where are we going with this? What's going to happen? Ooh. So, ah, ah, ooh. I don't know if we'll get either of them. I don't think we'll get Monica or Carol. I do. Here's my predictions. Yep. So, the fourth episode twist is going to be Kamala loses her the 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 bracelet. Fifth episode she's going there's going whatever the danger is she's going to have to fight through it without her powers cuz she's like no one in Jersey's going to be able to fight it. I have to be the hero for us. Um so she loses her powers. Oh no. But then she's actually going to go through Terra Genesis and get those the actual powers from that point. That's one of my predictions. The second prediction I have is that the agency um that they that we see at the end credit scene. I believe that to be some new government agency that is keeping track on empowered individuals. Um, such as, um, basically created after the Sokovia Accords in order to basically keep a superhero registry of all heroes. And I think, I think at the end, actually, I do think we might see Carol and Monica for the end credits of episode six. I think we'll get, that'll be the only time because the story is over at that point and the end credit will be to kind of get us excited for the Marvels. 
but that's all the predictions I really have. As for villains of the show... I have a prediction on that. Okay, go for it. I don't think there'll be a villain. I... I, I think... I think they're going to try to full-on Disney Channel this. And really have it be just a... A type thing. Not having a villain. Like, the... Her herself is the... Um, antagonist like her like not maybe like her her parents like you know figure like that battle of getting over this hump of life and then like yeah so here's the thing about villains in comic books especially with like spider-man or um batman the villains are reflections of the problems that the character is trying to overcome in those comics. So, I think the villain is going to be, we're going to kind of get a Captain America Winter Soldier, where the villain is not a single person, but it's like an organization. And I think that's the the superhero the the people we see at the end credit scene i believe that they are going to be our um villain that they are going to be like hey you need to register and she's going to be like no i don't want to i don't want to follow your rules i want to just help people mm-hmm Because that also, in line, moves with, or, or it, it it still helps with the, the issue of, of the show that she's going to be dealing with growing up, you know? And there's this agency that wants her to grow up too fast, and she's like, no, I'm still a kid. But I, I want, I'm a kid, but I want to have a little bit more responsibility and more control over my life. I don't want someone else to dictate that for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, I really don't have much more on this episode. I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's cute. I'm very, oh, the music. Very well blend of the actual proper Middle Eastern traditions as far as um, the use of the ethnic instruments that are in that area. Uh, I could go on and on about what the instruments are and stuff, but I won't bore everyone. Um, but I thought it was a really good blend of that music, especially when you're seeing the family together, like that music's a lot more prominent. And then when Camilla is not with her family, like that music is only hinted at, but then the orchestration is like your stereotypical um, orchestral orchestration or um, type stuff. So I thought that was super cool how they like kind of use this orchestration techniques and but are still keeping like the proper Middle Eastern like styles. Uh, love that. Uh, you guys know that I'm a music nerd. Um, but yeah, I guess speaking of music, um, I have actually ended my teaching career in Atlanta officially. Woo. So um. Some of you guys know I am a ride operator up at Cedar Point, which is why 
kind of during the summer we have, you know, we can't really do all the every single Wednesday. And so we're kind of just doing the, you know, when something comes out, we'll do a do a podcast. But um, I've taken a position up here where I'll be here up until the end of November. Um, there's a couple opportunities I'm still looking at up here as far as like extending some other options I have with music up here. But um, as of now, I'll be living up in Ohio for the foreseeable future and with the potential of moving down to Florida next May. Nice. Well, I had one more thing before. Uh, that's... Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, no, I, I wanted to mention that, like, you were talking about music. I wanted to talk about, like, how they shot the show and, like, the practical effects that they used. Well, I'm not sure how practical all of it was. Probably some of it was CG, but um, with, like, the text messaging. Mm-hmm. Like, with the stars having those be, like, her message, and then, like, everything, like, built on the next thing. I just thought that was so super cool and um, very well done. And that's what kind of made me be like, oh, I like this this show a lot. Like, they, they didn't just make it teenager. They made it, like, interesting to, like, watch visually yeah no the cgi was really good yeah that's all i got you good i i think i'm good too all right well thanks everyone for listening hope you made it this far um we'll catch you guys next week for the next episode see ya bye